Hello, Girl God's Got You listeners. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today. I hope these podcast episodes in my kind of recent new segments all about how, you know, to overcome some anxious thoughts and to overcome um, certain hardships in life. I hope that they're helping you. I know I've only posted one recently. However, I am excited to post more and more just about different tips on how to overcome a couple hard things in life, how to overcome things. Maybe they're big, maybe they're small, but if they're important to you, it's good to figure out how to overcome them. And that ties really well, I think, into the topic that we're going to be looking at today, which is letting things go. Now, in the last episode, I kind of talked about how I've been dealing with some anxiousness. I've kind of had a lot on my plate, and for some reason, I've just been kind of going through a few hard times. It's actually been a lot better recently, but for the past few months, I've just been a little bit stressful, and one of the hardest things for me to do is let things go, and I think a lot of people have that problem. And that's why I want to talk about this topic today, the, the Christian perspective of letting things go. Now, I am no expert on letting things go. Anyone who knows me would probably say, wow, Isabel is the wrong person to do a podcast episode on this topic because she's really bad at letting things go. And I know that, but I am working on it. So the tips I'm going to be sharing in this episode are ones that I know I need to do, ones that I am working on now, and ones that when I do them, I feel better. So As you listen to this episode, please know that I'm no expert and that I'm going through it right here, right now, in the present moment, and I think it's good for us to share things that we're going through currently because it develops empathy and lets other people know that, you know, we're all going through stuff and no one has it all together, and it's good to talk about the things we struggle with so that we can help build each other up and share advice on what works and what doesn't work. So I hope this podcast episode is helpful, and I'm excited to get into the tips all about how we could start letting things go more. But before I get into that, I'm going to talk about the song of the week. It's called Goodness of God by Bethel Music. It's a really pretty song. All the songs I pick are flowy and pretty and they're really great to sit to and meditate to and listen to as you do Bible study or clean or workout or whatever you do when you listen to music. Um, and so the specific lyrics that I love is, All my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. And the way that I really want to relate these lyrics to the topic in today's episode is because we should let things go so that we could sing of the goodness of God. For me, when I don't let things go, I let things boil up in my head and they become a much bigger deal than they actually are. And The more time I spend worrying about little things or big things, but mainly little things, I am actually thinking less about the goodness of God. I'm speaking less about the goodness of God because I'm focusing so much on myself. And I think a lot of anxiousness um, has to do with a lot of self-reflection and focusing a lot on ourselves. Of course, not all anxiousness is selfish, and I'm not trying to make a broad statement of you're selfish if you're anxious, but at least for me, the more I think about myself, my actions, my thoughts, my behaviors, all of that, the more anxious I get and the more that I'm just worrying about a bunch of little things. And so I think the reason why we should work on letting things go is so that we can sing of the goodness of God and focus our perspective and our gaze back on God instead of so much of our own lives. Because at least for me, when I'm overthinking things about myself, I realize I could think about something hard enough to find a bunch of bad things about one certain topic. 
whatever it is, if you think about something long enough, whether it's a word that was said, a thought that was thought, an action that was made, an occurrence that happened, whatever it is, if you think about it long enough and go through all the details long enough, you're going to find out just a lot of details that you don't like. And so that's inevitable because we live in a fallen world and no one is perfect. And so to sum it up, why do we need to let things go so that we could sing of the goodness of God and also because when we don't let things go, it keeps us from being productive and joyful. And so if we want to be productive, work hard in our lives, focus our attitudes and our love on God and be joyful in the day to day, we need to learn how to let things go. And I'm pretty much telling this to myself, Isabel, you have to learn how to let things go. And so that's kind of the the basis of how this song specifically ties to this topic. Um, And before I get into more of the steps on how I'm starting to let things go, I want to talk about my God's Got You moment of the week. And one of the reasons I really want to stress talking about this specific segment of the episode is because for me, being thankful for the things that I have really helps me let things go more because I realize, wow, all these little things I'm worrying about, they kind of pale in comparison to the great things I have. And the more I focus on the good things that I have and being grateful and focusing on the God moments in the week and the way that the ways that God has helped me, I end up thinking quite a bit less about the worrisome moments. And so that's something I'm trying to do. Anytime I have an intrusive thought or I'm just stressed out, I think, okay, I'm going to think of what's my God's got me moment of the week. What's the God's got me moment of the day? So I encourage you to do that too if you're feeling a little extra stressed. But I think the two main God's got me moments of the week is first, spending time with wonderful friends. In the past two weeks, I've seen four different girlfriends. I've had, I have a lot of close friends. Um, and by a lot, I mean like seven or eight. (laughs) Um, but I kind of see them just throughout the month and at different get togethers. And the friends that I have are really good quality. And I think I, I forget that sometimes. Of course, I, I try not to take my friends for granted, but I just was thinking about this as I was typing out the notes for this episode, thinking, wow, like my friends, they are very sweet. They are very kind. And I love talking to them. They have such interesting lives. We share advice. We laugh. Uh, Sometimes we laugh so hard we cry. It's just so good. And so I'm really grateful for my friends because I think God puts people in your life to show him the love that he has for you. And so take a moment today. If you have seven friends, five friends, 15 friends, one friend that you're just really grateful for, just say thank you to God for them because Friends do mean a lot, and um, I really like my friends a lot. Well, I love my friends, um, and I'm grateful for them. And then the second God's Got Me moment of the week is I'm also really grateful for uh, the relationship I have with my boyfriend, Aaron. Um, He is such a kind-hearted man. He's so smart. He's so driven. He's so caring. He's so patient, and he's just so fun. And and I just look back, I'm like, wow, even though I'm stressed out about a lot of random stuff... My friends and my boyfriend are really wonderful and I am so incredibly grateful for them and the fact that God put them in my life. So if you have a God's Got You moment of the week, whether it's a moment or certain people you're grateful for, uh, please DM your God's Got You moment of the week to me at girl.godsgotyou Instagram. And also you can send it to the email address girlgodsgotyou at gmail.com. So if you want to send in a girl God's got you moment of the week, please do so because I think it'll bring a lot of smiles to a lot of listeners' faces. So now I'm going to be getting into the bulk of the episode. So as I was thinking about these tips on how to let certain things go, 
I realize I've had some questions and some struggles with the actual process. Because for me, I I think of letting things go to God as a three-step process. First, it's realizing that you should let your worries go to God. You should let your fears go to God. You should let your regrets and your doubts and your guilt go to God. Let it all go to God. The second step is, you know, how to actually do it. And the third step is God will take care of it. So step one is we should let it go. The second step is we do let it go. And the third step is God will take care of it. Okay. I know the first step and the third step. Great. Like I should let this go. God will take care of it. But that second step on how I actually could do it, it literally drives me crazy because it's so hard for me to let something go. When I try not to think of something or worry about something or have fear about something, the harder I try not to think about it, the more I think about it. It's like an itch. If I have an itch on my arm and I'm like, don't scratch it. I will think about it more and it'll get itchier and itchier and itchier and I can't stand it. Same thing with an intrusive thought or something that happened, big or small. Um, Sometimes I feel like I did something wrong and then I overthink, I overthink, I overthink and I'm just trying to let something go, something so small and it it boils up inside of me and I think I know God will take care of this because he's taken care of every single other thing in the past so why can't I let it go? And that's the question that I realize I have. And as I've kind of been on this journey pretty much my whole life, like I say it's only been a few months, but my whole life I've been trying to let things go. And anyone who, you know, struggles with letting things go, which we all do, it's a process, okay? There's no destination where you figure out the magic formula like, oh, I can let things go, it's great. No, every stage of life has a new set of circumstances and hardships, and we just constantly have to work on it. And there's this verse from John 16, 33, and it says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And when this verse says, in the world you will have trouble, it kind of gives me a blunt realization that no matter how hard we try, we're always going to have struggles. Life's not going to be perfect. Life can be good, but it's not always going to be perfect. And sometimes when you're feeling low or feeling like you're struggling, that sometimes can feel a lot longer, a lot longer of a period than when you're feeling good, you don't have a lot of weight on your shoulders, you're feeling joyful. Sometimes the joyful moments feel so short and the hard moments feel so long, but that's just life because we live in a fallen world. And so I kind of want to share all these things before I get into the tips because what I realize is these tips work for me, but one of the reasons it's so hard for me to sometimes take my own advice is because we live in a fallen world And that's okay. And knowing that even if you don't know why you're struggling or you don't know why you can't get over something, just know that the main point of all of this is that God loves us and he wants us to love him and love others. That's really all that matters. As long as we focus on the simple things, it'll it'll really keep us from obsessing about all the little things. That's at least what I tell myself. Um, So I want to get into some of the steps that have been helping me let things go and other steps that I just want to keep working on. So the first that's helped a lot is let's say you have a fear or you have a thought or something happened. You're trying to figure out how to handle it. The way that's helped me to kind of let things like that go is to take a breath, sit down for a moment with yourself, and then tell yourself the truth. Tell yourself all the details. Tell yourself what happened, whether you're outlining a thought that came through your head or you're outlining an action that you did or you're outlining something that someone told you whatever is bothering you tell yourself the truth and all the details and then sit with it for a second and understand you know like how does this 
make me feel. Now this step of sitting with it and asking yourself, how does this make me feel? I've only done it once. It was kind of uncomfortable because I'm like, this makes me feel really bad and not good. But once you sit with that feeling and you're kind of confronting that feeling, it almost just kind of makes you overcome your fear faster. Like you tell yourself all the details, you sit with it, you experience it, and you're like, okay, I've gone through the first step. And so I've only done that specific part of this whole step once, but I'm going to keep doing it again because it helps a lot. So tell yourself the truth, sit with it, and then think of a solution. There's a solution to everything. Not saying that the solution you come up with will cover the whole problem, but you can at least find one tiny solution to every single thing. And then the last part of this step is to let it go. And for me, what I realize is at the end of the day, thoughts are thoughts, and it's really not a big deal in the grand scheme of things. And do you want to spend all this energy worrying about something that isn't really that important? So that process has helped me so much to take a breath, tell myself the truth, sit with it, think of a solution. Even if it's a tiny solution that won't help the whole problem, at least you've you made the, the next right move and you feel like you've done something. And then once you've done that, I feel like it's easier to let it go because I feel as though once you do that solution, you feel like you've contributed and it's easier to let go. So that's the first section of steps that I have. The second one is write down your thoughts before you tell someone. So the way that I work is if I have a thought or I'm worried about something, I really want to tell someone. I'm, I verbally process, I'm an extrovert, and I, I like to tell people because I like to get it off my chest. But what I've been realizing is you don't have to share all the details to anyone. You can if you want, but usually the little details don't matter to other people. They matter to you because it's your own thoughts and you're looking at it subjectively. But when someone, someone else is listening to your fear or hearing something you did or a thought you had, they really don't care about the details when it's kind of an obsessive compulsive type of thought. You think they will care about it because you care about it so much, but really they don't. It's not because they're being rude. It's just because it doesn't matter as much to them, which is good because it's kind of normalizing what you're going through. And so what I do is if I want to tell someone something that I'm going through, but I don't want to say it the wrong way, or I don't want to leave out certain details, or I don't want to uh, misconstrue the truth, whatever it is that I worry about, I write down word for word what I want to say. I share as many details as possible. I am so in-depth. And my biggest fear is what if I say something wrong? What if I say something that's not the full truth and I have to go back to that person and say the full truth and I go back and forth and I use the wrong word and all that stuff. And the person you're talking to probably won't care, but you care. So what's helped me is I write down my thought very in depth and then I take a breath and then I go through it again and I try to cut it down to like, what are the main points of what I'm trying to say? And then I think, okay, what details really don't have to be in there and I kind of cut out the details and so I have kind of a condensed thought that I've written out that I've thought about I really thought through the thought and how I'm going to say it I condense it down and then I know okay if I want to share this with someone I will literally read my note either write it on a note card write it on your phone write it on a piece of paper you may feel dorky for like literally reading this piece of paper but it saves a lot of time than going back when you're by yourself and think did I say that right? Did I say everything the way I wanted to say? What did I actually say? If you think about it, you write it down, it, it saves a lot of time and it saves your time and the other person's time. I love that so much. It also goes back to the idea of thinking before you speak. And one of my friends said that she counts to three before she says something. I love that because it keeps you from sharing things in a very impulsive way. 
And so just thinking before you speak and being intentional when you want to share something you're going through out loud, that has helped me so much. And it's, it's a good way to let things go because once you've kind of said it out loud, if that's the way you work, wanting to share things out loud, once you've said it out loud the way that you want to say it, you can let it go. Of course, you won't have time in every situation to write something out a certain way or to type it out or to really think it over. Sometimes you literally just have to say something on the fly. But most of the time, you could think about it and then say it. The third point I have is know your truth. Oftentimes, when we're feeling overwhelmed and we're tired and we're run down and we feel like we have so much on our plate and then if we have a lot of anxious thoughts or we have intrusive thoughts or a lot of fears, we could we could let our emotions deceive ourselves. That's something that happens to me all the time. I get really busy or maybe I get really tired and then my emotions just run rampant and I'm just thinking all these things that I know do not align with my truth and sometimes I have intrusive thoughts and I literally have to tell myself Isabel you may be thinking this or you may be doing this one thing and just realize that sometimes those thoughts and those little actions aren't you they're not your truth it's just a result of anxiousness and stress and a result of living in a fallen world where I think sometimes Satan gets a hold of you when you're really tired and you're overwhelmed and he can make you just have thoughts or have little actions that literally do not align with your truth. And so something that I've been telling myself is, okay, Isabel, this is your truth. This is what you stand for. What's going on in your head, that does not align with your truth. So don't give it power. Let it go. And having this self-awareness and knowing yourself and knowing what you stand for and knowing what you believe in can really help you let things go because you could just dismiss the thought, dismiss the little action, dismiss the fear, just say, this doesn't align with my truth, so I'm just, I'm going to let it go. That's been helping me a lot. It, it can be hard to do that, but I think I've kind of gotten to the point where I'm just like, okay, it does not align. It's not who I am. This thought doesn't define me. My heart and my soul defines me. My identity is what defines me. And this thought is separate from that. Because sometimes we can't control what thoughts are in our head. We can control how we respond to them. We can control how much power we give them. And part of that comes from knowing your truth. The next tip I have is to direct your energy to something else. Now, I love this one because there's a reason God gave us so much energy. There's a reason he gave us such detailed minds. And so instead of focusing all of our energy on these more obsessive details and fearful thoughts direct this energy to something productive that will show love to god and show love to others so for example that's one of the reasons i started up this podcast again because i thought wow i have so much energy in my brain so many thoughts i don't really want to focus on all this anxious stuff i don't want to waste my time anymore i'm actually sick of it so i want to direct these thoughts to helping people through my podcast Uh, maybe you love to study maybe you love being creative maybe you love crafts maybe you love cooking maybe you really like cleaning maybe you love planning events with your friends whatever it is direct this this nervous energy to something else specifically something detailed oriented so for me I love studying. I know I've been kind of complaining about it a lot, but I really love color coordinating my notes, learning something, writing it down, being very detailed. I love it. That's some nervous energy right there, but it's directing that energy to something good. I also love crafts. I love crocheting. I love sewing. I love baking. Stuff that takes some energy and some time and detail, but it's directing it to something productive. Also, too, doing something good for others can help immensely. Like I said earlier in the episode, at least for me, when I am, am really anxious, it's probably because I'm focusing so much on myself and internally and analyzing every aspect of my life. And then when I start focusing on other people, whether it's doing an act of service for someone, going out to lunch with someone, 
listening to someone going through something. Maybe I make some muffins or cookies for my boyfriend. I, I don't know. Whatever it is, doing something good for someone really, really helps. Okay. Also, too, on that point, I've been trying to FaceTime family members more. And just FaceTiming a family member that you don't really see that often, that helps direct your energy to something productive because you're making someone feel loved. So there's so many ways that you could do good things for others and really just direct all this energy to something important. And it takes your mind off of the anxiousness pretty dang well. All right, the next tip is find a good podcast, audiobook, or sermon to listen to. One thing that helps me a lot is when I'm doing tasks such as driving, cleaning, working out, just stuff that I can't keep my brain extremely busy because I'm physically doing something. That's where my thoughts... I think about my thoughts the most and it just drives me nuts. And so always having something to listen to helps me. So listening to a good podcast, a good audiobook, a good sermon. There's a couple really quality podcasts I like. One is called the Heart and Soul Podcast. It's all about nutrition, uh, holistic fitness, just a positive way to look at health and fitness. And then I love the Bought and Beloved Podcast by Kirby Kelly. I shared her episode in my last episode last week great podcast. It's a Christian podcast hosted by a female. It's female directed, but anyone can listen to it. I love it. Just really good quality words to listen to. I also have been listening to the Monte Cristo audiobook. Me and my boyfriend Aaron are doing kind of a book club and that's one of the books we're reading. And listening to classical books on audiobooks are great because you're not... Some some books I listen to that are more like young adult fiction or, you know, young adult romance sometimes they just have stuff in there that is not edifying to god and it's just not quality i just kind of feel like i'm reading something that's the equivalent of watching reality tv which not that reality tv is bad but i i'm at the point point where i want to listen to things that are really good quality and will put good things in my brain not saying that reality tv isn't good but you know what i mean especially if you're kind of going through some anxiousness you want to feed your mind with with quality content and so classical books are really nice because they have a lot of adventure they're written well so the words in the audiobook are really uniquely put together and it's kind of fascinating and you know it's not going to be super raunchy or have a lot of kind of negative concepts in it because it's more of a classical book so the audiobook i really love also, too, I really like listening to self-help audiobooks because it's kind of like a longer form of a podcast. Um, and there's this one, I forgot the specific name of it because it's kind of a long name, but it's all about how to overcome perfectionism. It's really good. I'm on my second time listening to it. I really want to buy the book, too, and I'll take some direct quotes from it later down the road when I get the book, but I'll link that audiobook in the uh, show notes because it's really good. So listening to meaningful, impactful invaluable content when I'm doing things that don't require my mind to be busy helps me so much because it helps me focus less on the anxiousness and helps me learn something so learning things is great the last tip I have is to pray to God and write out your prayers so sometimes for me I'm so stressed out and have so many thoughts going through my head it's hard for me to focus on praying to God which is so sad. It's really sad when you think about it. But writing out your prayers helps a lot because it's like you're praying as you're writing it out. So sometimes what I do is I write down in my journal, I pray for, and then I make a bullet point list of like my dad, my mom, my brother, Aaron, my friends, my job, etc., etc. And as I'm writing things, I kind of think about the person and it helps me just kind of focus on it better. So writing out your prayers really helps because when we have a conversation with God, 
that's the part of presenting your requests to him. That's filling out that like three-step process of, I should give my worries to God. I am giving my worries to God. And then he'll take care of them. For me, when I pray to God, it's it's like I'm releasing it to God. And, and I do have trouble when I say, God, I give this to you. I still worry about it. I'm just trying to get over that. But praying to God helps a lot because you're literally talking with your creator and you're talking with the person that understands you the most. And you're talking with the person that will love you the most no matter what you're thinking or what's going through your head or how nervous you are. I sometimes feel ashamed that I'm worrying about so many things. And I think, oh my gosh, if only I didn't worry about this stuff and I wouldn't you know, bother people with these worries and I wouldn't bother myself with them. Then I think, you know what? God just wants to be with you and he wants you to be okay. So he'll listen no matter what. And I have great quality people in my life that listen to me so much and they are so patient. But if you ever feel stressed out like, oh, I don't want to annoy someone or burden someone, you probably aren't. But if you have that fear, just know that you can always talk to God and you know that he'll listen no matter what. And so I really hope these tips helped you a lot. Um, I hope they just gave some good insight to you. And really what, what I'm hoping these podcast episodes are, are doing is just encouraging you to realize that even when we're all kind of going through things, we could still find joy in the day. We could still find happiness. And even if we are overthinking or we have a lot going on, we could still let things go. It is possible. God tells us it's possible in his word. He knows us so well. And so if we can just trust thinking, okay, God, you tell me I could let this go. As long as I believe that I will be able to let, to let this go, down the road, I know it'll happen. So girl, just keep trusting God. Um, keep doing the things that really help you. And I assure you, you will get out of this rough time and it will all be okay. And so I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Know that God's got you and he loves you and that you can let things go. I'll talk to you next week.